good leadership is when we lead from a place of worthiness and enoughness and serving from the overflow of a life lived in love. That's that's what it means to me. So like when when we believe we are worthy, we give ourselves permission to be our fully expressed, most authentic selves. And only then do we bring forth whatever medicine, whatever purpose our soul came here to give. Welcome to the Empowered Spirituality Podcast. Join me, your host, Samantha Nagel, a certified integrative nutrition health coach, poet, witch, and work in progress for grounding meditations, inspiring interviews, and reflections about spirituality, holistic health, and the world around us. Join in every Thursday as we explore what empowered spirituality means to us in today's world. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Spirituality Podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode, but I also wanted to apologize for not having an episode last week. Um, Last week I had a, a procedure done for endometriosis and I just totally forgot to announced that I wasn't going to be having an episode. So apologies for that, but I'm sure you figured it out when no episode came out. Um, But this week, I am really excited to be talking to my friend, Ellen Gilbert. Ellen was on last year's um, season two. Uh, We talked a little bit about Pride Month, and we also talked about the menstrual cycle, cyclical living, as well as archetypes and how we can kind of cycle through those archetypes. So if you do want to have if you just love this one so much and you want more Ellen, uh, you can go find that episode. It was released in June of 2022. Um, so yeah, Ellen is one of my absolute favorite people just in general, but, but also one of my favorite people to have on the podcast. Um, I've just had a lot of Ellen in my life this week. Um, she did a free challenge called Visionary um, last week, but I'm redoing it this week since I was kind of out of commission last week. So I'm just I'm just hearing a lot of Ellen's voice telling me amazing, beautiful things all week long. And this is no different. <laughs> and she is uh, launching a program called Nourished Leadership. We talk of, about it a little bit in this podcast episode. Um, and she has very generously given listeners of this podcast $100 off if they are interested in doing her Nourish Leaders program. So all you have to do, you have to book that free initial call with her. Um, you guys would talk, see if it's a good fit and just let them know or let her know that you heard about her through Empowered Spirituality and you will get $100 off. So that is very, very exciting stuff. Um, We also talk about sacred leadership and kind of what that means to be a sacred leader, but also how to be a nourished and very embodied leader. We talk about the fact that our worthiness is inherent. She said something that was so beautiful. Let me pull up my notes. It literally made me gasp. (laughs) She said, um, worthiness is not the same as your sense of worthiness because your sense of worthiness might fluctuate, but your worthiness never does because it is inherent. And that literally made me gasp. (laughs) We talked about fascia. Um, If you don't know what fascia is, 
Um, I've heard Ellen describe it recently actually as uh, if you peel an orange, there's that white film, that like stretchy film that's over the orange, kind of keeping it all together. And um, that's kind of what your fascia is underneath your skin. And it's really fascinating. She talks about it a lot. If you go to her YouTube page, she does have a couple free um, fascia workshops or maybe just one. I don't know. You can find it though. Um where she talks to you more about fascia. So that's really interesting and has really changed my self-care approach. Um, we talk about visioning and how we can come up with these visions for a leadership, a business, but also just in general, our life and how we wanna live and who we wanna be. Um, and she said the most beautiful quote, whatever makes you weird is your gift. And I totally and completely relate to that because, um, yeah, I just always felt like a little weirdo growing up. And I feel like now as an adult and kind of navigating my own visions and goals, it is that thing that made me feel weird and like an outcast that is my, my power. Um, we also talk about opening the window of tolerance, some more fun stuff, and just in general, how we can be more intentional in our lives. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much for having me again, Sam. Um, and I love the name of your podcast. To me, empowered spirituality means being a mystic because I'm a mystic. So it's just like the perfect definition of what that is for me. It's letting what moves me, move me. And letting where I'm naturally led lead me and connecting from within myself to everything all around me. And to me, that's the animism of all things, the sacredness in every being and the divinity of the entire universe. So like never outsourcing my wisdom, but letting it come from the inside out. So it's, it's really about sovereignty. It's, it's the sovereignty of each being to connect with, you know, where they're curious, where they're naturally wanting to lean in, if that makes sense. Yes, that makes sense. That's so beautiful. And when I think of the word sovereignty, I always think of you. Oh my goodness. What a, what a compliment. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, has it changed at all? I'm not sure if I asked you when you were on around this time last year. Do you know if you're, the way you viewed spirituality has changed at all? Mm. Was it about a year ago? Yeah, it came out in June of last oh year. Oh my gosh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Um, I feel like definitely everything is changing every day and every season I'm in a very different place in my life now than I was then went through some major shadow work seasons um and some heavy lifting like with my inner child and I feel like it's spirituality for me is always like forgetting and remembering forgetting and remembering so trying to close the gap when I forget so I remember again more quickly and with more compassion and forgiveness to myself and allowing myself to lately it's been about allowing myself to be in a very expansive place 
so that I can actually widen my window of tolerance through feeling positive felt experiences and um, really having a lot of curiosity around what brings me pleasure, what feels like a yes, what naturally feels good and just trusting that if I'm led to something that it's for a reason and what I've I guess finally done enough times now is I've seen that when I do that, it works out really well and gets me closer to who I really am and what I really want. And so that builds that trust muscle of, let's just keep doing that. Let's keep leaning in and keep being curious and keep having positive felt experiences because it, it's working out. So, yeah. Mm. That's so beautiful. I love the reminder that spirituality is just forgetting and remembering. And you were the first person that I ever heard say that. And I feel like I come back to it and I, I feel like I forget and remember that too. <laughs> so I come it's back from, to that a lot. Yeah. It's from my, my teacher, Tara Brock. Um, she gave mm-hmm. me that piece of, of insight and wow. It's so, um, it feels like so much grace, doesn't it? It's like, mm. I'm not bad for forgetting. It's what we naturally do as humans on this journey. Um, mm. And yeah, can I just close that gap and sort of build that trust muscle? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's a good reminder that it's a practice that doesn't, you don't get good at it overnight. And it is like a muscle, like working out and it's slowly can get stronger and stronger. Oh yeah. It never ends. We never arrive there. Mm -hmm. Maybe at death. I don't know. But as far as being human, we're, I think we're always being invited to practice it. And, and otherwise we wouldn't have to forget. We would just remember, Mm -hmm. but like we're here to forget and then remember again and again Mm -hmm. and again. So that's beautiful. So kind of similarly, I was wondering, so you're doing a lot of leadership stuff in your business. um, And I just did your five day challenge for visionary. And I know that you're launching a new program all about leadership. And I know one of your focus is on sacred leadership. So I wondered if you could tell us more about what that means to you, this this idea of sacred leadership. Mm, Yeah. So to me, sacred leadership means being a leader who dares to be different. And I think you originally when I kind of came up with that title and it was very a very recent shift, it was to convey like there's a spiritual element to my coaching because um, I incorporate a lot of ceremony and meditation and spirituality. But I see that sacred leadership is when we lead from a place of worthiness and enoughness and serving from the overflow of a life lived in love. That's, that's what it means to me. So like when, when we believe we are worthy, we give ourselves permission to be our fully expressed, most authentic selves. And only then do we bring forth whatever medicine, whatever purpose our soul came here to give. And through that process, we give others permission to then be their most fully expressed authentic selves. And the circle just goes on and on and on and on. And so 
that's kind of what sacred leadership means to me. And it has to include, you know, sacred means to set apart. So it's like setting ourselves apart from the cultural story of burnout and what leadership has to look like and, you know, relearning some of these things in a, in a healthier way that centers our worthiness and, and really trusts our vision and our unique medicine. So it's somebody that cares exquisitely for themselves and is in love with their own authentic code and is dancing with the universe to uncover like what what this life is about and who they're going to serve how they're going to serve and it's just so beautiful I love it so much it might be intuitive to know what worthiness is but I'm curious what it means to you to be worthy or to nurture that worthiness in ourselves Mm. yeah absolutely to me, it is a coming home. Um, again, a remembering because we so often forget. A remembering of our deservingness and our our own goodness. Really, at the core of who we are, there is goodness. And I think there's so many things that keep us separate from that goodness. There's for one, if we if we accept that we are inherently worthy, then we have to accept that everyone is inherently worthy and that's super difficult. Um, and then also there's all these stories. There's all of the cultural stories, the ancestral stories, stories from our family of origin that impacted us so much in childhood and then the story of our own life and lived experience. And then there's the inner critic that we all have. Guess what? Everyone at every level of leadership has an inner critic and on some level feels like they don't know what they're doing or what they're talking about and somebody's going to find out. And I think that really helps me just like normalize it for myself. Like we're all kind of together And if we can just excavate the goodness underneath these layers that have tried to separate us from from our goodness, then we come home and we remember again. We remember who we really are and we're able to see that we are deserving of positive felt experiences, of the things that we're desiring. And we become so in love with our own authenticity that we're like, oh, this feels good. It feels good to be my true self. It feels good to align my life with my values and to actually go for the things that I desire. And it's okay to receive them. It's okay to put myself in the way of pleasure, in the way of ease, of freedom, of whatever these values are. And it only has a better ripple effect into the world because all ships rise when the tide comes in. And when we can connect our own goodness to the goodness of our vision and the goodness of everyone out there in the world, it can be a lot more freeing to see like, oh, okay, if I feel good, then maybe I'm going to be a better partner or a better friend or a better coach or whatever it is. People are going to, that's going to rub off on the world in a positive way. So that's Mm. kind of a tangent, but of what worthiness, goodness, 
And, and, and what it isn't is capacity. We often get it confused. We think, oh, well, I'm not worthy because I don't have the capacity or I don't have the skills or I don't know everything. I don't know how it's going to end. So I must not be deserving, but we have to, un we have to decouple these because capacity can be grown. Capacity can be met. Capacity can be figured out down the line, but your worth is inherent. It's intrinsic. Nothing can ever diminish it or take it away. Mm, I love that you just described the difference between capacity and worthiness, because that's not something I would have thought of if you had not said it. Yes, it's been key, key for me. Mm. Absolutely. Because I notice, like when I'm feeling unworthy, a lot of the time mm. the story is related to, oh, well, I got that wrong. I made a mistake. I didn't know. I failed. And it's like, does that make me unworthy? No, it just means there was a gap in my capacity. And that's a gap I can now close for the future. Oh, that's beautiful. And I love that when you first started describing worthiness, you said it's like coming home and remembering. Um, and that just feels like such a powerful visual to remind us that it is inherent. It doesn't always feel inherent, but I like the idea of it of coming home, like coming home to your worthiness that's always been there the whole time. Yes, we also have to decouple worthiness from our sense of worthiness because our Ooh. sense of worthiness is going to go up and down and change and be on this roller coaster of life experience. But, but our actual worthiness is always constant, never changes. Wow, that made me gasp. <laughs> <laughs> wow that's beautiful what are some ways that you've learned to embody your own worthiness yeah the embodied part is huge partnering with my body I completed my yoga teacher training in a fascia focused way so fascia is the connective tissue that surrounds all of our organs it's literally in every single cell. It makes up our bones. It's in our blood and our lymph and it's the layer just under the skin. And it's like this silvery, like hydraulic system. And it looks like a spider web. Like it's just so beautiful. And it creates our shape inside of our body and, and holds us up and is like this inner tensioning system. And so my training and what I've been in practice with for myself and my clients, especially like when I have the ability to put my hands on them in person session, um, is to work with the fascia and actually move and manipulate the tissues to release stuck energy um, and actual like thought patterns that are felt in the body. So this has been like a super like woo woo meets science kind of experience for me and I'm still I still have so much to learn I'm actually a lot more interested in learning through my own felt experience but this has been for me personally the number one way that I've come into embodiment and embodied worthiness for me is again like feeling positive felt experiences allowing myself to release tension, release trauma, release stories, release limiting thought patterns by actually moving my body and 
when I say moving, like, yeah, I mean, movement, like exercises or yoga, but also like putting my hands on my own body and shifting like through self-massage and through these techniques, like myofascial release, um, shifting out this stuck energy so that I can be more naturally myself. And like, again, excavating those layers that separate me from my worthiness. So like when, when fascia gets shifted, it actually goes from like very dense, like you can feel it under your, your hand. Um, like if you want to grab like between your thumb and index finger, like it can shift from being very dense to being very soft over time. And that's just such a, a symbol for me of the same thing that happens in the mind with <laughs> with neuroplasticity and with with um all of this worthiness work it's like the softening the expansion the ability to hold more the ability to trust more to come home so that's been like number one like remembering how I'm holding my body, trying to get into some of these power poses, like lifting and spreading my toes is something I do when I have shoes on or when I'm barefoot, doesn't matter. Um, that's a really big part of discharging some of that stuck energy into the earth, putting my hand on my heart. One of the things I've been working with lately, um, actually just read my first parenting book, it was for my inner child. I'm not a parent. And it's called Good Inside by Dr. Becky. Um, I actually recommended it to my therapist. It's such a good book, but so many helpful tips in there for reparenting our inner children. But one of the big takeaways she says is I'm a good person having a hard time. And I've been just really reminding my inner child of that when she's having some difficulty. Um, and that seems to really settle her. And I mean, there's just so many other things. Boundaries are huge. And lately I've been really playing in expansive practices. So I've been doing a lot of Kundalini and taking cold showers. <laughs> which is oh. awful. You feel like you're going to die, but then it turns into such an amazing, amazing gift. Um, and just dancing every day. Those are some of the, the key practices I've been working with. Wow. I love the idea of reading a parenting book for yourself. And I've heard of that book before. So that sounds like an amazing idea. It was so helpful for me. Because yeah. I actually listened to the audiobook and she does like all the voices of the children and the parents. Mm. And like I was able to really drop in and like have my mm. inner child hear those words. And it was super powerful. It really shifted a lot um, for my inner child and just a lot of forgiveness around the ways I was raised that maybe were lacking, you know, for what I actually needed. And yeah, giving that to myself now. Wow, that is so powerful. And you mentioned the fascia, which 
I have taken a couple workshops with you where you do, and I've gone to a yoga class of yours online um, and you work with the fascia and it feels so amazing. And I've shared it with um, people at my work too. And they're always so surprised that just kind of like rubbing your arms can feel so good and can feel so grounding. So I think you do have um, a video on YouTube, like a CPR, emergency CPR or something where you do a lot of fascia stuff. That's right. I've memorized it. (laughs) There's going to be a lot more, actually. I'm about to launch um, weekly classes that anyone can join. Um, And it's it's part of my upcoming program, Nourish Leaders, but we're opening it to the public, the weekly classes. And it's going to be a lot of fascia work and dance and visualization and just bringing all of these activation practices together to help us get into a more expansive widened window of tolerance place so we can hold more more positive felt experiences oh that's amazing I'll have to keep my eye out for that so you just mentioned your program so a lot of what you teach or at least the challenge that you did before you launched the program was about visioning. So I was wondering if you have any tips or if you can share how you practice visioning in your own life and for your path. Mm, Yeah, so good. Visionary really came out of, well, I'm a Sagittarius rising. So it's, it's, I'm absolutely in love with the broader vision and helping connect people to to what their vision is, what their medicine is, what their purpose is, what they're passionate about. And a lot of my clients come to me and they're like, I do not, I have no clue why I'm here or what I'm supposed to be doing. So there can be so much fear around it. So it's so big, but I like to make it really fun and treat it as playtime and treat it as an opportunity to get closer to who you really are, your authenticity and like whatever makes you weird, like that's probably your gift. And that's probably the thing you're meant to serve from. So the whole idea of vision is like, it's really falling in love with yourself and falling in love with those like really weird quirks that you thought that you hated, you know, as an adolescent, (laughs) now embracing them and turning them into your life's work. And I love, I love future visualizations, like future self visualizations. Those can be super impactful for me and for my clients. I know they don't work for everyone, but when I'm with a client, like we can get really rooted in and bring in all five senses. And I mean, it's, so powerful like I had a client yesterday she was seeing her future self in like a totally different region of the world than where she had ever seen her future self and it was this this ping or this breadcrumb it was like part of her trail to her authenticity and and she was realizing some shifts that she needed to make something so small you know it was a piece of her insight and her wisdom that we were then able to build on and turn it into real action um, and this whole realm of where we go, when we visualize, when we meditate, when we dream, like lucid dreaming, this is all the imaginal realm. And this is 
like where the magic happens. So paying attention to dreams, journaling dreams as soon as you wake up. I've been playing in lucid dreaming. So working on controlling my dreams, which actually really impacts my own manifestation practices in my waking life because I'm just treating everything now as a lucid dream and giving myself plenty of time in my waking life to let my mind wander. Um, that strengthens the imaginal muscles as well, like not constantly pulling my mind back to the task at hand, but having plenty of space where I can just daydream. A lot of people like vision boards. I have done that in the past and it's been helpful. So if, if it works for you, go for it. I've been playing with Pinterest boards lately for fun and doing like hidden Pinterest boards and having different like a board for different archetypes that I see my future self as. Um, and then like, it'll be the last thing I look at as I fall asleep. And that kind of helps spark my dreams, which has been really rewarding to do some work on the triggers and the shadows there. So that when I wake up, I'm less blocked uh, moving towards that. And yeah, I think in, in terms of visioning your life, and your path, I, I think unblocking as much as possible the grief, the guilt, the shame that keeps you feeling stuck and, and unworthy ultimately of receiving such a beautiful vision for your life, making such an impact with your life. Whatever the dream is, we have to start with that worthiness. So we have to start with that unblocking work. And for me, what unblocking means is partnering with these difficult to feel parts. Like let's take the shame for instance, and actually giving it space to say whatever needs to be said, feel whatever needs to be felt, um, to feel validated. And then really letting the, the higher self step in and say, hey, we're gonna go towards this thing, this vision, and we're going to bring you along. Like, don't worry. I'm not going to like cut you out. You, this part gets to come along, but this is happening. This is the direction we're going in. <laughs> so it, it, it works. It's amazing, but it actually works. Um, yeah. So doing some like uh, internal family systems, IFS kind of parts work. I have had painful periods and cycles and incredibly heavy periods since I first started my period. And being a certified health coach and having so many talented menstrual health experts in my network has allowed me to use food as medicine and create lifestyle changes to improve my cycle, but I still suffer every month with pain before and during my period and even pain with ovulation, and I still have a pretty heavy flow. And that is where Elix comes in. Their cycle balance tincture is actually personalized just for you. So mine all say Samantha in handwritten lettering on the side of the bottle. And they include a tailored blend of medicinal herbs to holistically support menstrual symptoms by treating the underlying imbalances. And in fact, 93% of users have reported reductions in symptoms such as cramps, 
heavy bleeding, mood swings, irregular cycles, bloating, fatigue, anxiety and stress, migraines, PMS, and actually many more. I have already seen an incredible decrease in my pain and even if in my flow, something I thought I would just have to live with for the rest of my life. And I've even been experiencing less fatigue and fewer mood swings. So thank goddess for that. <laughs> and if you want to try this out and take the assessment and order your first bottle, you can use the code SamanthaN20 and you can get 20% off of your first order. If you use the code SamanthaN20, you'll do this at elixhealing.com or you can just use the link in the show notes. of people think that they have to again know exactly how it's going to play out especially if they've just done a future self visualization they've seen the full picture and it's time to take that first brave step towards it and they think like well I don't know all the steps in between so I can't take that first step and I really try to encourage them just start before you're ready do that little thing and find how it feels and let that be the thing that motivates you because we're growing our comfort zone. We're going to be kind of edge walking here and it's going to feel a little scary and we can sort of see what happens and trust that no matter what happens, we will be okay. We will take care of our inner child. You know, we will close the capacity gap as needed but if if we can just get onto that first, I think of it like a frog in a pond. Like it, when you're under the waterline, you can't see the path. But when if you can find it within yourself to climb onto that first lily pad, you can trust that the path will appear and there will be the next step and the next step. And the worthiness really, really helps. The inner parts work really, really helps. And strengthening that self-trust muscle, trusting the universe when you see that first lily pad appear and just keep leaping, keep taking those steps um, because I don't know, it's going to get you closer to who, who you came here to be. And I don't know about you, but like, I want to take my last breath knowing myself as deeply as possible in this lifetime. And I think all of our authentic visions are just going to get us closer to who we really are. So like, let's go let's do it. <laughs> oh, I love that. And that's funny. I, I'm doing the challenge a week late. Um, and you had just said that this morning to me <laughs> about the <laughs> frog and the lily pad. So I'm like, Hey, I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, and I love that part of what you're like leadership map has is those lamp posts or not lamp posts, signposts. Um, they kind <laughs> of are like, okay, you're excited and you have this idea. Okay. And now you're starting and maybe now you're facing roadblocks, but clarity comes after the roadblocks. So I, that made me feel really um, comforted because I do have those moments of roadblocks. And then I'm like, oh, well, it's just the universe telling me that I'm not ready or something. Um, so I like that reminder that you have in your program that we just kind of have to work through all that comes up when we're visioning. 
it's an opportunity, right? Like it's an mm-hmm. opportunity to go deeper on on why we're having the block, like what the, the trigger is, what the shadow is, because it wants to be understood. It wants to be validated and it wants to be felt and moved through the body. That's so beautiful. And I love that we, t- we were talking about embodiment before we started recording. I love that your approach to all of this is so rooted in the body and so rooted in feeling safety. I think that's so special. It's so important because we can't just be like pushing ourselves, throwing ourselves off of these cliffs. Like if we don't trust and we don't have some sense of self-safety and ability to, yeah, again, like take care of ourselves if the worst happens. I love having backup plans on backup plans and like, you know, a home base that I know I can come back to. Um, Cause we got to titrate. That's how we widen the window of tolerance, not by re-traumatizing ourselves, but by kind of walking on the edges and taking some steps outside of the comfort zone, but then coming back home to the comfort zone. So I'm wondering if you can, before we close and before you talk about your program and how to sign up, Uh, If you could let us know something that you've learned through this process of working with leaders, whether it's women leaders or non-binary leaders or whoever you're working with. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've learned so much and I'm still learning so much every single day, which is so fun um, because I get to follow my curiosity and entrusting that that's leading me somewhere good and people come along with me, then it leads them somewhere good. It's just all kind of reinforces this. It's very meta. The whole thing is so meta. It's like, because I'm a woman leader and then I'm coaching women leaders. And so I'm using my journey and my practice and my own curiosity and my experience to craft the tools and the sessions and the frameworks And then I'm getting this like feedback from them and like we're changing it and iterating as we go, but it's just so much trust, trusting the process. And yeah, I think the key, key thing that I love to just normalize for other leaders is we all have an inner imposter. We all believe that we're going to be found out for not having it all figured out. Um, And I hope that by knowing that, that you can be on your leadership path and see these roadblocks, see this discomfort, see these challenges or these triggers, not as proof that you're on the wrong path or proof that you're not a leader, but rather as proof that you are on the right path. And if you're able to alchemize those experiences and normalize it for the next leader, then you're already leading. You're having that ripple effect and just keep going because my goodness, it just gets better and better every level that we go up and up and up or down and down and down. If that works for you as you excavate those layers, um, it's all about trusting ourselves more, loving ourselves more. And yeah, we can do this. We can do it together. You're not alone. Oh, thank you so much. So yes, 
while we're talking about it, can you please tell us more about Nourished Leaders? I'm really excited for this. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, so Nourished Leaders is a revolutionary coaching program and community to reconnect to your vision, align with your arrows, and heal your shadows so you can step into your next level of leadership. And it begins June 26th, and this is 2023, and it goes until September 15th. This is the first 12-week cohort that we're doing of this, so the price is really, really low because I want feedback, and I want us to kind of co-create it. And it all culminates in an in-person retreat in Washington, D.C., this fall equinox on September 23rd. That is, of course, optional, but it is included because I think I just love the in-person gatherings. It fills my soul so much. But Nourished Leaders is going to be an opportunity to meet with me one-on-one -on -one every single week, have a coach in your corner holding that space for you to really make this program for you, your unique leadership journey. We do have a ton of people that are entrepreneurial focused in the community, um, but you know, all leaders are welcome. And so this is going to be those one-on-one -on -one calls with me, group calls as well each month to really deepen and get the radical witnessing and hot seat coaching as well. And then there's going to be on-demand video trainings, workbooks. I geek out over the tools. So like this is an opportunity for me to play with that a bit more. And then, as I mentioned, those live morning activation classes that are going to be weekly and open to the public with some fascia care, yoga, kundalini, meditation. And then, yeah, the retreat as well. I'm all about helping people expand, feel good, come home to their worthiness, trust their values and their authenticity so they can lead from the overflow of their lives, not from the depletion. So we're really trying to change the narrative of what leadership looks like and what growing to that next level has to look like for you. So if this sounds like something that you're interested in, please reach out. Yeah, I'd love to give a $100 gift to everyone who joins from listening to the podcast. We can chat about that in your vibe check, your free 30-minute call with me. I'd just love to connect with you. Oh my gosh, I'm really excited that listeners can get that $100 off if they mention that they found you through the podcast. I think that's going to be so exciting. Um, yeah, and it's just so generous of you. Thank you. It's my pleasure. No, no. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, awesome. Is there anything else that we didn't touch on that you'd like to circle back to or anything else? No, thank you for letting me just ramble in the curiosity spaces, the liminality mm -hmm. with you and just play and have fun. Oh, it's always such a pleasure to have you on here. And if people haven't listened to your other episode, I'll link it below too. It came out last June. Um, and we talked about a lot of menstrual cycle stuff and archetype stuff. If people want to check that out too. Yes. So good.
Thank you so much, Sam. This has been a great conversation and so much fun. And I love, love the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Empowered Spirituality. If you liked what you heard today, it would mean so much if you shared with a friend or gave it a rating or review so that it can reach even more people. If you want to connect further, perhaps you can consider joining the low-cost monthly membership for virtual new moon circles, weekly guided meditations, tarot pools, and a Discord community. You can find that at ko-fi.com slash bloomingwild, or you can visit my website, samanthanagel.com to work with me further.